Thank you for downloading the NY Balls podcast. If you'd like to contact the authors of this podcast, Andrew Schwartz and Brian Schwartz, please email us at ny.balls.podcast at gmail.com. to part two of the week four NFL lines presented by NY Balls. Brian Schwartz here with Andrew Swart. Had an invigorating part one. Hope you listened. If not, go back and listen to it after you finish this. Yes. doesn't matter if you listen out of order. We will be happy anyway. Email us or contact us in any way you deem necessary. Describe, subscribe to us on iTunes. And let's get on with part two. NFC South battle. Carolina, who sucks... Yeah, they're not good. By the way, uh, which just says a lot about the Giants. Traveling to New Orleans, the Saints, who did have trouble with that first game that wasn't on uh, national TV for yeah, the first time yeah. in a while. Uh, struggled with the Falcons, ended up losing, even though they still should have won that game. Uh, Lance Moore stepped in for Reggie Bush. Uh, but now they get to get healthy off a Carolina team who's 0-3, coming in with a rookie quarterback who literally is wet behind the ears because he's kind of a little bit weird. He's a bit of a greaser, sort of. A little of. bit. Uh, and uh, Carolina, New Orleans, what do you have for the your guess on the line here? Uh, yeah, I, I really just think this is going to be very high. I probably went too low. Um, New Orleans coming off a loss at home where they play very well, even though obviously they just lost at home. But uh, Carolina, rookie quarterback, um, just really their run game has not been good either. Uh, I put New Orleans by 14 here. Uh, I said New Orleans by 13. You get it. It's exactly New Orleans by 14. Oh, my gosh. So look at you starting off part two. Man, I am I am only one correct line away from tying you. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel a little bit betrayed, but that's okay. I'm going to... Actually, I get worse. The second half, I am really bad. So I, you I'm might just, have a chance to steal this one. I just mean on the button here, man. That's all. Yeah, oh, yes. You are, you are on the button. I think you might take this week from me. I did not do but well on the, on the lines in the second half here. Uh, so I'm picking this one first. I'm going to take New Orleans. I don't think you can put this line high enough right now. Uh, yeah. Greg Williams has shown that he feasts on young quarterbacks. So you got to look for Jimmy Clausen to get picked at least twice this game. I think that's one pick of the house. That sounds like that's against the law. To feast on young quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's going to. I think the Saints' defense, which is extremely opportunistic, is going to take one back to the house. I think the Saints take out a little bit of their aggression. You know, they ha- they're two and one, should be three and zero, oh, but they haven't played a a great game yet. They've just been okay. I mean, as long as you're finding a way to win, you're finding a way to win. But I think this week they get angry. I think they put up a ton of points on Carolina here, and I think they win this game by more than two touchdowns. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you for pretty much a lot of the reasons you just said. Um, I I someday Jimmy Clausen's going to have a, a breakthrough game because I do think he's going to be a very good NFL quarterback. But this is definitely not going to be it. Um, I don't think they can stay uh, with New Orleans at all. So fourteen. You know, points. It's- the only way they win this game is if they, they play like they did. I think it was our my senior year of college, that game where Chris Wenke was the quarterback, but he only took like seven snaps, 
and D'Angelo Williams ran the ball 52 times, including like 12 direct snaps from center. Yeah, I remember that. That was like the so, pre-Wildcat Wildcat. Right. So this is that's the only way that they're going to win this game, is if they, they run the ball, control the clock for 40 minutes. I, I don't think they have a chance against New Orleans. Yeah. So uh, you ready to move on? Yeah. You want to go to Indianapolis and Jacksonville? Uh, yes. Indianapolis uh, really channeling their inner uh, – I don't even know, uh, BYU and or – I, I don't know, maybe, uh, what's his face up there, uh, crap, I'm drawing a blank on white teams here, not Ithaca, but that other causes in Ithaca, it starts with a C, that wears Courtland? red jerseys, who? Cortland? No, 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 Ivy League-ish. Cornell? Yeah, them, lots of white guys in their basketball team this year. Yeah, yeah. it's Cornell, <laughs> it's upstate New York in the Ivy League. Uh, I believe Jason Whitlock tweeted something to the effect of at one point Indianapolis had nine white guys on the field at once. Which yeah, I would have must, loved to have seen a whiteout. Which must be a record in the NFL. Um, just just for the sheer fact that I don't think there's any white corners in the NFL, so that's about as best you can do, right? <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Uh, <laughs> I think so. I don't know if there's any – There's. I don't think there's a white corner. We're going to yeah. have to have our statistician look that up. So look that up when yeah, you get a chance. Later. Um, uh, yeah, so I, I, it's it's an interesting uh, little matchup here. What, what do you got for your line? I put this just under double digits. I think Jacksonville showed last week that they're not very good. I think maybe Maurice Jones-Drew is hurt because he hasn't done anything in three games this year. Mm-hmm. Even when Jacksonville's been bad the last couple of years, he always gets his. He had that knee injury during preseason. Maybe there's more he's leading on. He's, he's not letting anybody know that he's injured. Yep. So I put Indianapolis by nine and a half. I, I thought that Jacksonville was just putrid last week. Oh. Well, I uh, I went a little lower than you. Um, I made it a touchdown. I feel like I should have made at least a touchdown and a half. Uh, I just think it's still on the road here. Um, you know, but now I think about it, Philly was favored by what three last week? I think in Jacksonville. Yeah. So. Uh, maybe should have been a little higher, but I did seven. Um, I, I just I agree with you on a lot of the points you made. I just don't think it's gonna be quite as high. Well, you're gonna get this one. It's eight. Eight. Yeah. Oh my gosh. We are tied right now. That is correct. And uh, it's only gonna get worse for me in the next game, but we'll get there. Uh, so I'm picking this one first. I like Indianapolis. Jacksonville was terrible last week. David yep. Garrard looks bad. Uh, the only thing that I'm hesitant about is Jacksonville tends to play Indianapolis well at home. They have uh, last year on a Sunday, uh, yeah. I believe it was a Thursday night game on NFL Network. When Jack, when Indianapolis was undefeated, Jacksonville played them tight. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just Indianapolis seems like they're going to get on a roll now. Yeah, they came out. They threw up a little bit of a stink bomb week one. Now they're going to do their traditional run off a bunch of wins. I think Indianapolis. Uh, wins this game by double digits. Uh, yeah, I mean, I hate to keep agreeing with you about a lot of this stuff, but um, Jacksonville just has not shown me anything. Uh, and it should be interesting. They're basically going from the complete, com- probably the farthest distance you can go on the quarterback spectrum in terms of style of play, um, intelligence, um, <laughs> skin color, um, you know, treatment of animals. 
pre- pretty much, you know, really Peyton, you know, going from Mike Vick to Peyton Manning. And, and I'm not saying it's knock Vick. I just, I'd almost be a shock to a defensive system, really. I mean, I heard Peyton Manning doesn't feed his parrot every day, so you might want to take back what you said about Vicks, about the treatment of animals. Uh, parrots are dirty, and I hope they die. I hate birds; they're disgusting, <laughs> disgusting, vile animals. They are. They're they're gross. I, Fair enough. I do you think he uses a rape stand on his bird? No? So who are you picking? <laughs> uh, <laughs> dude, living in Philly, I love it, it's amazing how everyone here just loves Mike Vick now. Like seriously, it's it's like nothing ever happened. And no one even mentions the the shooting about a month and a half ago, by the way. He's been a model citizen except for the guy that got shot at his birthday party. Hey, even if Tony Dungy, the moral compass of the NFL, loves Michael Vick now, then everybody should. Yeah, Tony Dungy. Anyway, uh, freaking alien. Uh, I got Indianapolis. Me too. Plus eight. Yeah, I mean, excuse me, minus eight. I'll definitely take them plus eight. All right, well, next game, Houston Texans, coming off a loss against the Dallas Cowboys, which secured me my underdog last week. Yeah, I think we both picked Dallas in that game as well. Yeah, you were just uh, a little feel a little better about them. Yeah, Houston at Oakland. Oakland coming off a heartbreaking loss against Arizona, which the the Polish Rocket missed a, a <laughs> gimme. It's called a gimme. Thirty-two yards is a gimme, especially on the, the left hash for a lefty. You could hook that right in. So, Houston at Oakland. Uh, I'm gonna let you know I was way off. Really? So way maybe off maybe I'm way off on this. I don't know. So Oakland's favored that now. I'm kidding. Um, with their favorite, that's crazy. Um, I, I got Houston as a favorite here. I, I really didn't know where to go with this one um, because I believe Houston was a three-point favorite at Washington two weeks ago. I think that was that's what it was. And uh, a three-point favorite at home against Dallas last week. Yeah, so I, I think teams don't view Oakland quite as as well as uh, as Washington at least at that time. So I think Houston's going to be about four and a half. It's kind of in that weird zone there where I'm really not sure where this game's going to be. So I guess I tried to split the difference a little um, with four and a half. Okay. I was totally different on this game and totally wrong. Oakland, to me, yeah, they should have beat Arizona. Yeah, they should probably be two and one. But they don't scare me. I know they've been running the ball better lately and their defense is okay. Yeah. Uh, and I guess they could put Asamoah on Andre Johnson, and maybe I should have thought of these factors before I picked this. But, you know, a lot of people are really high on Houston now. If you really think Houston's a good team, then they go to Oakland and they beat them, and they beat them soundly because that's what good teams do, especially coming off a loss. Agreed. Um, In the grand scheme of things, yeah, Houston lost to Dallas, Battle of Texas, blah, blah, blah. It's an NFC game. You know, win this game. You're three and one at the quarter point of the season. You're in great shape. I I had it as Houston by nine. Ooh. I thought that, like I said, I think people are, are very high on them. I thought they'd come out. Good teams beat them. If they're a good team, they're going to pummel them. Uh, you get this one. You were a little high even. It's Houston by three. So I was off by six points. Oh wow. Which is just awful. So uh, I'm going to pick this game. Uh, obviously, you know where I'm going. I like Houston. Hmm. Uh, I don't know why. I, I This may be my best bet. I'm um, deciding between this and Cincinnati. I may have two best bets this week. I may just put myself out there. 
But I think Houston's going to pummel them. I know Oakland's been running the ball better lately. I know their defense is okay, but come on, Houston. Uh, you know, seriously. <laughs> very, that's my that's very, my logic. Very astute analysis there. That's uh, my analysis. Come on, Houston. Seriously. Yeah, I'm I'm taking Houston as well. Um, the Bruce Kredkowski era uh, is is obviously is high, and it's it's uh, people are really bathing in, in its light in Oakland, but. I, I think Houston, uh, I, I just think they're too good. I, I really think that they're kind of being underrated. People forget that they, they beat Indianapolis in week one, and Indianapolis is showing how good of a team they are still. Uh, so I think three points is pretty low. Um, I'm going to take Houston to win this game as well. Because now like you look at it and people are going to wave on Houston just because they lost one game. Okay, they lost to Dallas, and now everybody's like, well, the Colts weren't the same week one. They didn't play a good game. And, yeah, they they had to come back against Washington. Washington really had that game. It's amazing how one loss to a, a good Dallas team when Dallas was desperate can really ch- just completely reverse the way people feel about, about a given team. So yeah. uh, I'm going to take Houston here too. I said that already, but I like him. It's all right. Next game on the schedule. What is it? Washington at Philadelphia. Uh, the McNabb Mike Vick Bowl. Um, very, I don't know, there's a lot. Of, I guess people thought it was going to be the, the Cobb Vick, excuse me, the Cobb McNabb type deal, but now you have the extra little wrinkle of uh, cruelty to animals and fat guys changing direction quicker than anyone ever thought they could. Uh, seriously, Andy Reid wheezing is just, you could listen to it all day. It'll put you right to sleep. <laughs> it's, it's, it's absolutely, there, there's a morning show here in Philadelphia and they just, they just cut together one of his press conferences, but they cut out all the words and just put in, yeah. And they just put in all his sighs and us. It's, it's seriously, it's like a good 20 seconds long. Um, just with those sounds. It's, it's pretty funny. Uh, so what do you have for the line on this one? I tempered my line a little bit here because now I think a lot of people are on the Philly bandwagon and Washington coming off a bad loss. But I thought with the emotion of uh, McNabb, the team going to be behind him, just like the Vikings won both their games in Minnesota last year, I think that Washington's really going to give their best effort in this game. I think they really want to win this game for McNabb. I think McNabb wants to win this game so bad and that could work both ways because he's shown that he's not the best clutch quarterback but I feel like he has a lot to prove in this situation he's played well as quarterback for the Redskins he's just got a limited amount of weapons but I think the Eagles defense can be had they haven't really played a halfway decent team except Green Bay which they lost to at home uh, so I put this as the Eagles by four I went a little higher than you um I actually agree with a lot of your analysis about the, how the game's going to play out, but I, I think people are are very excited about Philadelphia and Mike Vick and how well he's been playing, coupled with the fact that Washington lost to St. Louis last week, you know, and a lot of people's minds, and maybe St. Louis still is, but St. Louis is St. Louis, you know, that 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 crap team. So I, I moved it up a little higher, less than a touchdown at six. All right, it's six and a half, so you get this one again. I said I was going to be bad on the second half. I've lost all four in the second half so far. Yeah, well, you know, I, I apologize for that, but <laughs> uh, sometimes the SmackDown's got to be laid. It's fair enough. Uh, what are your feelings on this? Who are you picking? Um, well, like I said, I, I agree with a lot of the analysis you made on that. 
And um, I spoke about it last week a little, how you know, I thought Vic would play well. And this is going to be, I, I think this is going to be a real watershed game in terms of, you know, how Vic is going to do. It's his first game starting at home. Everyone's going to be behind him. Um, McNab, Nick McNabb's coming to town. It's a division game. Um, a lot, a lot of pressure in many ways in this game on Vic. Um, and if he comes through and plays well, um, you know, I think it's going to bode really well for Philly this year. And if not, um, they're going to have some issues against decent teams, like you said, like they did with Green Bay. Um, I, I think it's going to be a little bit in the middle here. I think he's going to have – I think he might make a couple mistakes this game, but I still think he's going to play well. Um, I just think six and a half is a bit high. It's a division game, first one of the year for both teams. Um, so I, I think Washington is going to keep this really close. I think they could ch- possibly win it, but I don't think Philadelphia is going to quite score that many points. So I'm going to take Washington uh, on the road. Uh, it's Washington's second division game. Just oh, I, I apologize. That's correct. No problem. Thank you. And Washington- uh, Oakland and Houston are in the AFC, by the way. Damn. Yeah, gotcha. All right. I'm going to listen back to that. I still said AFC. Washington. What about him? You know, I said I said last week I'm going to I was going to take Washington and I'm sticking to my guns. I think Vic is going to see something different this week than he's seen in other weeks. Uh, Detroit, like I said, Green Bay did not prepare for him. Detroit, mm-hmm. uh, not a terribly athletic defense. Agreed. Uh, young defense needs a lot of improvement. Jacksonville's strength was up the middle uh, with their defensive tackles, which plays right into the Eagles' strengths because they don't like to run the ball. He's finally going to face a defense that has talent everywhere. And Washington's defense also has good speed with the Rackpo. Uh, London Fletcher moves very well. Rocky McIntosh moves very well. HP Blades. Right. They have good corners. I think the Redskins' defense is quick. They're going to be running around like Andy Reid's sons on a coke binge when they get Ooh. out of prison. So <laughs> I, I really think Washington is going to play an excellent defensive game. I think they can win this game. I think they're going to play inspired. And I think six and a half is way too much for an NFC East game uh, and Vic's first game against a legitimate defense. I don't want to call the Redskins a legitimate team because I don't know how their offense really is. But in this game, they will be a legitimate team. Yeah. So I'm banking on McNabb not vomiting in the huddle in this game. Um, but I think he's going to be very loosey-goosey this week and not talk about it. But when he gets there and he's introduced and he gets booed, yeah, he's gonna you get know the... is going to happen. Oh, I agree. Which shouldn't because he didn't do anything wrong to that franchise. Yep. Uh, except make them a perennial playoff contender. Well, he was really... he was black. Well, yeah, but this so is a problem. Well, yeah, but he hasn't, you know. He does black saying, things, that's all. All you can ask out of your quarterback is to make your team a perennial playoff contender. Did he get it done uh, in the biggest of the big games? No, he didn't. But he gave you hope. He gave you a reason to watch all 16 games every season. Uh, so I think that McNabb's going to – there's going to be a fire lit under his ass when he starts getting booed if it had wasn't already. And I think the Redskins end up covering this game. Okay. So now I'm going to make a comeback picking the lines. But I'm looking at what I picked, and uh, you could still win. You could still win. <laughs> it's not looking so good. With my me. luck, you probably will. Uh, we'll see if I could pull one out. I'll take a draw. I'd love that. But uh, Arizona, two and one after a uh, a miss by the Polish Rocket, uh, traveling to San Diego to play a one and two Chargers team who 
lost to the Seahawks this past weekend. That traditional September slump, yeah, slumber for San Diego. Uh, they usually take a while to get going. I don't know. Maybe this year it's going to be a little bit tougher without some of the traditional faces there. They have Marcus McNeil back this mm-hmm. week. Still no Vincent Jackson, but Arizona at San Diego. Yeah, I. This, this was interesting to me because San Diego at home. Um, I know Arizona is obviously not traveling very far. San Diego got their asses pretty much handed to them. Um, and Arizona had a tough time beating a very, very, very not great Oakland team. Um, I don't think it's going to be a huge line, but I, I do think um, San Diego is going to be favored by a decent amount. So I said four, uh, just a little more than a home field advantage. Um, I think that might end up actually being a little low. I think it's probably going to be a little higher, but I think that's where it should be. Yeah, I put it higher. Uh, Arizona's 2-1, and one, but they haven't looked good in any of their victories, and they looked really bad in their loss, which was their only game on the road. Mm-hmm. They easily could have lost to St. Louis uh, if it wasn't Bradford's first start. Uh, they easily could have lost to Oakland if Janikowski makes that field goal, and they got thrashed by Atlanta. So I put this at 7. Uh, the actual line is 8.5. 8.5? Eight eight yeah, so Vegas really isn't buying that San Diego's not very good. Uh, or maybe they're just buying that Arizona really isn't good. Uh, I think you might end up seeing Max Hall in this game. Uh, Derek Anderson's been bad, but not only has he been bad, he's not getting Larry Fitzgerald the ball. And if you're not getting Larry Fitzgerald the ball, that's like the biggest thing you could do as quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Yes. Throw the ball up to him, find him, force it in if you have to, let him make a play. Uh, that has to happen. And I'm not just saying that because he's on my fantasy team. <laughs> So uh, with the eight and a half, I'm going to take San Diego. Uh, Arizona has been an unimpressive. I think San Diego, the calendar changes to October. Maybe they'll snap out of it a little bit. Uh, as much as I hate Rivers, I don't like North Turner. Uh, Arizona's been that bad that I'm basically, I'm not taking San Diego because San Diego's going to win this game. I'm taking this game because I think Arizona's going to lose it. And until they prove otherwise, I can't pick them. All right, um, I'm I'm gonna take Arizona here, um, and it's probably a bad decision, but I I I see this line is pretty high. Um, I think Larry Fitzgerald. I agree with you about Larry. He's probably like, "Yo, what the fuck, man?" Anquan Bolton finally leaves, and now I can't get the ball. <laughs> and it's not for him lack of being open. Um, I, I he's always know. open. This is more even if he's covered, he's open. Yes. This is a this is a bit more of one of those gut picks type things. Probably gonna come back to haunt me, but um, I think Arizona is gonna put enough of this game together, maybe make a couple plays to keep it close. Um, so I, I'm not sure if they went out right, but I think they're gonna cover this game. All right. Well, we are moving to the swamps of East Rutherford, New Jersey. Ooh. Where the Ooh. Giants uh, will be hosting the Chicago Bears. Hopefully the Giants won't embarrass themselves as they have the last two weeks. Uh, but they probably will. Uh, I'm very disgusted with them. Uh, I can't believe the way they played last week. It was one of those games where like they were still in it, but you knew they weren't going to come back. Yep. Just because the way they were playing. You knew that they would get the ball and drive 70 yards and then fumble. It was one they of those had games. three consecutive drives of 60-plus yards without getting points. As soon as Bradshaw got the clipping penalty... You knew it was just going to be one of those games. Yeah, the, the, 
no, the chop block. Chop block. I'm sorry. Yeah. The chop block. Um, uh, I mean, did Coates even real? I mean, Coates like what had his hand like right? Like, I mean, I guess it was technically maybe a face back on, face mask on Coates too, but he wasn't really engaging him. But by the letter of the rule, it's a penalty. I'm not. I'm not debating the call. I, I, he, I actually think he was engaging him because he had his finger wrapped around his face mask, so he was well, tugging it a little bit. That's a 15 yard penalty. As well. But he still oh. wasn't engaging him in the traditional sense. Yeah, but is it basically all you have to do is be touching their upper body, correct? Yeah, but yes, exactly. And Bradshaw hasn't gotten skewered enough for this. It's in the end zone, so you should be extra careful. And there's no reason, you know that Eli's got to get rid of the ball quick. There's no reason for you to cut him, hit him, hit him. Yeah. The two routes, that was a max protect, and the two routes being run were streaks on either side of the field. So you know he's not throwing the ball up the middle. So if you're Bradshaw, there is no reason to, to cut get him ball. on his knees, yeah. Absolutely none. He's not looking for throwing lanes down the center of the field. It's not a three-step drop, and he's throwing a slant where he's going to get his arms up. Terrible job by Bradshaw. Uh, but at least he was trying. Yes, yes. You know, at least he was trying hard. At least he wasn't, you know, yeah, that's a mental lapse. But, you know, you saw his fumble coming because he always works too hard to get extra yards. And sometimes you just got to go down. Yes. Or if you're going to work for those extra yards, you got to take care of the ball. And he has a tendency to not. That was a very weak fumble. Uh, and in terms of the other Giants that took the penalties, they should just be ashamed of themselves. Oh, I yelled about it last week with Antro Roll. Compl- uh, although I don't even think we did. That might have been after. Oh, yeah. The guy's complaining about a lack of leadership on the team. You're on the team. Be a leader. Just because you've only been – this is your first year, I don't care. You were at OTAs in April. You were in mini camps in May and June. Training camp was in the middle of July. You've been with this team for over five months. If you think this team needs a leader, you step up and you be that leader. You don't, I don't, you don't go slapping some guy between the referee and the freaking umpire. Yeah, I mean, it's very, very leader-like. You know, it was, it was amazing to me. Obviously, it's stupid to take personal fouls, and it's stupid to retaliate. Because you're always going to get caught. But it was amazing to me the number of times they retaliated right next to a ref. Like, a guy's getting cheap shots all the time. This guy from San Francisco has been grabbing people's nuts every week. But he hasn't been seen. Yeah. You know? How, how like, McKenzie at one point, it looked like he looked to the right, saw the ref, and was like, how are you today, sir? And then fucking cracked the guy. You know, the one thing I... Here's the that thing. Was my first I, 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 well, the there, uh, well, there goes your cherry. I, I, I can almost. Def- okay, I can understand why Jacobs was mad. I can't. I can't defend his actions. Obviously, when he got his personal file, but I mean, he was down, and the dude freaking put a forearm right in his neck. Sure, and he also didn't see him. So yeah. even if the guy just fell on him. It, to Jacobs, it feels like someone. But hit the guy him late. didn't even fall on him. He hit no, him late. Obviously, but I don't. It was a cheap shot. Jacobs, and you have a reputation. Yeah. And you just threw your helmet into the eighth row of the stands the previous week. You can't react to anything. But Brian, you're asking him to try to control his temper, in, in, even in the slightest fashion. And we've known pretty much since the guy's been drafted. He has no common sense, and you cannot control his temper. You can't. But you're not an adult if you cannot control your temper. He's okay? not an adult. Of course. Well, that's the thing. There, there are a bunch he, he of physically can't. He physically cannot control his temper. He but can't it's embarrassing it. because you can go over to the sidelines or go back to the huddle and say, I want the ball. And 
you can take out your aggression 30 seconds later. <laughs> Apparently, Andrew's in pain. <laughs> I got a fucking cramp in my foot. Oh, all right. Ah. Stretch it out. Oh, Obviously, Andrew needs some electrolytes. <laughs> but again, if you're Jacobs and you have a reputation, you have to calm yourself down and say, I can't react to anything. A guy can take your balls and twist. You can't react. But what you can do is go over to the sidelines, go into the huddle, and say, give me the ball in the next play, and I'm going to run this guy over. Give me the ball in the next play, and I'm going to kill somebody. And that's what you do. Do it between the whistles. It's not like it was the last play of the game, and it's not like you have to wait a year for retaliation. You have to wait 30 seconds. And if you're not an adult enough to wait 30 seconds to hit somebody again, that's embarrassing. Same goes for Kareem McKenzie. Same goes for Dave Deal. The game is not over. You hit them on the next play. You hit them as hard as you want. You have that luxury. Okay, If someone pisses me off, I can't go beat the crap out of them because that's not accepted in society. It's actually accepted in their line of work, that they can go hit somebody. Yeah. And on the next play, they only have to wait 30 seconds to hit somebody again. Repeatedly, they can hit that person. Well, so maybe, just yeah. keep your cool, keep your head. It's a freaking embarrassment. It's an absolute embarrassment. Well, that do you think you see Sean Andrews this week? Or do you think you wait another so. week? Uh, you know, David Deal's got a... I know McKenzie's he played on well his way out. I understand okay. that. I just you know, can't pass block for shit. I, I'm just saying, David Deal has got to be able to block a pass rusher that has a speed rating of over 60 in Madden. Um, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I know I'm making a joke there, but... Um, he, Especially I mean, when you're at home. It's getting, it's getting to the point where, where Eli just can't trust him if he knows the guy's got speed over there. I mean, I, I love Dave Deal, but he is just not... I mean. They what the Giants really need to do is they need to get Andrews playing somewhere effectively, even if he can play right tackle, and, well, and, and move Deal back inside. And they need a left tackle. I'm not and, saying this year. I'm just saying, you know, that's something I need to think about. Because and, and the problem with the tackles is that your running backs, or at least Bradshaw, is not great in pass protection. Yep. Beckham is terrible as a blocker, and you want Boss to go out as a receiver, so you can't really help them except for maybe a chip here and there, because then your offense comes too predict- comes way too predictable, and you're making it more difficult on Eli. So McKenzie's on his way out. In all honesty, if I was the Giants, if I was in charge of them, I would trade or cut McKenzie yesterday. I would just get rid of him. You send a message to the team, say, listen, I know I've softened or whatever the last couple of years, but if you screw up, you're gone. Yeah. Okay? If you I, do something so stupid and you do it repeatedly, you're gone. You can't stand for that shit. At least deactivate him this week. He should not be dressed this week. He should be punished. I I agree. I mean, I guess the only I guess the only thing would be maybe they would do that if Beatty were healthy. Not even saying Beatty would start, but if, if you put Andrews in there, you don't have any more tackles on your roster. If you deactivate McKenzie, something happens. I I don't care. I really don't care. All right, I, never mind. I, I, you, can't, you can't allow – the Giants are not the most talented team, but they have enough talent. They have enough talent to be a playoff team. They have a, a Pro Bowl uh, elite quarterback. They should be better than this, and they're not. So either they're taking something for granted or they're not being coached properly. So you got to teach them you can't take things for granted, like your starting position, and you take McKenzie 
and you put him on the bench. They and just to be gotta, honest, I wouldn't mind if they started Jacobs or gave him more than four touches and tell him, listen, if you screw up, not if you fumble, not if you miss a, a, a pickup and pass protection, but if you screw up, if you take a personal foul, if you let your temper get the best of you, you're out. But I'm going to give you 15 carries this game. He I'm going to let you hit somebody. He needs to run the ball. I agree. Um, it's like he's totally just come, you know, fall off the face of the earth. And I, I still think he can be helpful for this team. They just need to give him a chance. Um, he, he's failing as a player and as a human being and as an adult. But that coaching staff is failing in not finding a way to channel his energy and his talent and make it into a positive impact in the football field. Yep. So both sides are at fault. Well, that being said, what do, what do you think the line's going to be? <laughs> uh, Chicago's 3-0. They're coming in. The Giants have looked terrible the last couple weeks. They yep. have not covered the spread the last two weeks. I put this line low. I still had to have the Giants favored, even though I, I debated not having them favored. But they're at home. It's a night game. They really need to get back on track. Cutler is a little inconsistent, so I said the Giants would be favored by two. Okay, um, I was pretty much come the same, pretty much the same thought process you had there. Um, I still thought the Giants were going to be favored um, inexplicably with the way they've been playing. I, I put it at one and a half, though, just a little below you. All right. Well, we are tied, my friend, because the actual oh. spread is Giants by three and a half. What the hell? That was what the yeah. line was for Tennessee this week. <laughs> Obviously, the Giants right? haven't changed. Uh, listen, I don't know if that line reflects New York betting. I don't know if it reflects the Giants being a desperate team. Oh, but uh, obviously someone thinks they're going to turn around this week or someone's not a really big believer in this Chicago. Is, this is rigged, so I can't freaking win shit. That's, that's I, think you see this, I think you see this line move down uh, towards the Bears. Uh, um, I'll, I'll pick this game first. With three and a half, I have to take the Bears. Do I think the Giants, if they get their head on straight, can win this game and should win this game? Yeah, I think they should because I think they should force some turnovers with Cutler. Uh, but here's my thing. You can't favor the Giants by more than a field goal in any game. What will lead you to believe that they're going to beat somebody convincingly? They're just yeah. not. Yeah. So I, I have to take the Bears. I... um. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Giants here. Um, I um I was thinking about taking them anyway. Um, I, though I thought the line was gonna be at least I thought the line was gonna be under three. Um, but I I just think this Giants team has the talent, and if they're gonna do anything, it's gonna be this week. It's either gonna be something's gonna click, and they're gonna come out and they're gonna win. Maybe they won't cover. I don't know, but. It's going to be this week. It's got to be. If not, then I think this Tom Coughlin will have lost this team um, as early as any team could pretty much lose their, their team for someone who's been a veteran. I really do. I think you're, it's going to be either more of what you saw the last two weeks or I, I think the Giants are going to put it together because I do think they're a good team when they play well. Um, and I think they could beat Chicago. Um, if they play well, so I don't think it's going to be a cl- I don't think it's going to be a close game in terms of I don't think the Giants are going to lose close. If they lose this game, they're going to lose by a lot. Well, uh, the, the only problems I'm having now, I don't know if I'm looking at them in a negative light. They have a lot of holes right now. Their receivers, they're really good, but they're inconsistent. 
Their offensive line is weak at the tackles, and O'Hara is injured. Their linebackers are inexperienced. Uh, their line is not playing up to potential. OCU Manura is virtually non-existent. All he does is run himself out of a play. It's like I was watching the game with my brother, and he just he just runs up the field hoping that the quarterback's going to take like a ten-step drop. Yeah. Or get flushed out up the middle. If he doesn't, OC's just taken out of the play. You're playing eleven on ten. And this the linebacking core is inexperienced in the middle and undersized on the outsides. Uh, I'm being saying Kiwanuka's played well. Yes, he has. Uh, I was I cheered when he brought Vince Young to the ground. Oh, I know. It was like a moment. I was like, oh my god. Uh, the other thing is, there was one play in the Giants game, and this is not just Giants specific, but on third down, uh, Vince Young threw a ball into the end zone. Kenny Britt. Kenny Britt, six five. Corey Webster, 5'11", 6 feet. Okay? The ball's high. It needs to be jumped for. Kenny Britt has inside position. Yes. In your opinion, is it too quick for a cornerback to think, instead of going up for the ball when the guy has six inches on me and is inside position, I'm clearly not going to bat it down. Is it too quick to think when he jumps to grab his legs and throw him out of the end zone? Um, Without a force-out rule, yeah. It's so easy. I mean, he could just carry him right out. Yeah, he could have just – he didn't have to carry him. He literally could no, have No, I know. I, I know. I'm just saying. Um, Is it too quick for an athlete to think of that, to fight their instincts to go up after the ball? But if you're Corey Webster, you're not touching that ball. He's bigger than you and he has better position. You may as well just sit down, take his legs. But, Hell, if a guy goes over the middle and jumps for a ball, you can catch him and th- run 25 yards and throw him out of the sidelines. I'm waiting for that to happen. Yeah. But I, I uh, think I think in that situation when you're running, he, you know, he was basically running with him the whole time. It wasn't like uh, one of those situations where you're on the five yard line and he's kind of just trolling on the back of the end zone there. I, I don't know, Brian. I think that they're just so trained when when he has a chance to go at that ball, because I know Kaber was higher than him, but it wasn't as much of a jump ball as you'd think. I, I know what you're saying. It's more of a general question. Um I think it's just too much in their, their uh, blood to make a play on the ball because well, he can get should, to that. Good coaches should do this as a drill and make it their instinct because that is a huge change in the rules that happened last year that I have yet to see been taken advantage of. Well, could you, could you, do they ever call force outs in the end zone? In Did terms of, to? yeah, sure. All the time. Okay. That was that was one of the reasons why the it was implemented for the most because you don't want judgment calls on scoring plays. If someone's going to score, you want to know whether or not they scored or not. It helps with replay and it helps with other things. So uh, anything that takes it out of the ref's hands is a good thing. Yeah. So uh, I just I don't understand why coaches don't actually practice that. Maybe they do, and maybe nobody just takes advantage of it. Maybe in five years it'll become instinct. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But uh, let's move on to the last game here. Uh, New England at Miami. Miami in primetime again. Uh, AFC East matchup, both 2-1. and one. Uh, This is for the game, by the way. Uh, uh, yeah, no Just pressure. to let you know, I, I did not do well on this line. So I think uh, you, I might you not have done well either. I don't know, man. That's a, that's a tough game to pick. Maybe. It is. Um, You're picking. I know. Oh, God. All right, well, it's a division game. Uh... I, I felt like New England was going to be favored here. Uh, I put it at three points. I think I went too high for New England. I just 
with the amount of points they're scoring, I think people like them. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm so nervous. I don't know what to say. So the Dolphins were favored at home against the Jets last week, but they're yes. going to be underdog against the Patriots this week. Uh, yeah, that's what I said. Thanks Who's for, a better team right now, the Jets or the Patriots? Thanks for pointing out my weaknesses. Uh, I'd say the Patriots. The I Jets think, already beat the Patriots. You know that, right? I, I, think if pe- I think people think the Patriots are a bigger team. Stop breaking down my shitty pick. and just The Jets already beat the Patriots rather soundly without Revis for the second half. Okay. You realize that, right? Okay, can you, can you stop making me feel like an asshole and just tell me how much you beat me by? That being said, you beat me by half a point. New England is favored by one in this game. Oh, yeah? Uh, inexplicable to me that they're favored in this game. Yeah. Not because I don't think they could win, but I, I my, my guess was one and a half, by the way, for Miami. Uh, I, I can't believe it. By that logic, I was like, all right, well, yeah, maybe people will be a little down on Miami, but they played really well. What did you say it was they, one, Brian? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's one. New England by one. They play, Miami played really well. Uh, not only that, Henny showed that he could really throw the ball. Yep. They had no running game, and they were still really in that game with a chance to tie it against the Jets. The Jets had already beaten the Patriots. I didn't think there's any way New England would be favored. Uh, this was one of the games where no line was available. So nope. you're lucky I took the I took the mode and not the mean on this one. Because well, thank you, sir. The mean would have been uh, a half point because uh, there were two lines out of the five that I looked at that were a pick 'em. Oh. Uh, so I think that's probably where this line ends up. I think it ends up as a pick 'em. Uh, but if I'm picking this, I think I'm going to take Miami. They're at home. It's a night game. New England has a tendency to not play very well in Miami. Uh, I just, I think people are overrating the New England team and the way that Henny played last week really proves to me that he could throw the ball, and he's definitely going to be able to throw the ball on New England because their defense is really not that good. Yeah. So I'm taking Miami in this game. Uh, I think a lot of people just like New England because it's New England. You know, they seem putting up points. Um, you know, they want to bet on them. And I, I'm, I'm taking New England in this game. Um, I think that they are going to uh, win this game outright. Um, I am concerned about the fact that I agree with you. Henny's been throwing the ball very well, and their uh, their defense, New England's, I should say, is uh, a bit suspect to say the least, especially in the passing game. Um, but I think they're I think they're adjusting a little on their offense without you know, getting rid of uh, having Falk be gone and uh, Fred Taylor's hurt, and uh, I just I think that they're going to put up a lot of points in this game. I'm not sure if Miami's going to be able to stay with them. So I'm, gonna, I'm taking New England. All right, well, that'll finish up. Uh, we had six differences out of 14 games. Yep. Uh, so it sh- should be an interesting week between the two of us. Uh, like I said, uh, a couple of good games. Uh, very uh, very excited to watch this week. Use my Sunday ticket package, hopefully to its fullest. Yes. Uh, and get to, you know, these are my favorite weeks now with Sunday ticket when the Giants play on Sunday or Monday night because I don't have to uh, – yeah, I don't have to miss all the other games that I'm getting. No, so. it's it's a great time to watch football when your team isn't actually playing at that point. So congratulations on your win with the Lions. I'm up three weeks to one. Thank you, sir. You got it by the by a half point. So. Yeah, well, I do my best. Hey, by the way, we need to give our favorites and our dogs before we sign off here. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Uh, well, what do you have? Because I I need to pick. Well, I was just thinking myself here. Oh, <laughs> um, I'm gonna make my favorite. 
uh, Houston um, on the road, favored by three points over Oakland. Uh, I think that line is just too low. Uh, I think Houston's uh, going to win that game fairly comfortably. All right. I had two favorites circled uh, in the interest of keeping this interesting uh, because Houston was one of mine. I'll take the other one. Okay. Uh, I have, I'm going to take Cincinnati. I think three points is way too low against Cleveland. Okay. That was the other one I was actually thinking about. Yeah. So to keep that interesting. Uh, and then in a stroke of irony for my underdog pick, I'm going to take Washington going Ooh. against the dog fighters. So I like it. Uh, I think six and a half points is too much. A division game. Uh, I was maybe picking Denver too, but I'm a little bit worried about them traveling yeah. uh, to Tennessee and maybe Chris Johnson having a breakout game. So I'm going to take Washington as my underdog lock of the week. All right. Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore. Uh, I know that they are very slight underdogs, but I, I like this in the game against Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's undefeated, so I think that's a credible underdog pick. Really. Yeah, I like that. I, that's a good pick, too. I know I took Pittsburgh, but yeah. I, I really think that that game could, like you said, Pittsburgh could just lay down. Uh, we'll see. I don't know. It's gonna. I think it's going to be a close game. All right. Well, uh, with that being said... Uh, thank you for listening to uh, our week four picks and our extended Giants uh, discussion slash rant. Hopefully it'll be for the better <laughs> this week. We'll see. Uh, or else next week's podcast is going to be really angry. Yeah, we may not even do one. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, hopefully uh, at some point we'll, we'll have to talk, Brian, but uh, we'll probably get a baseball uh, playoff preview coming up in a little uh, with the season starting to wind down. I would love to do that maybe yep. towards the end of this week. We will we will figure something out, and we will make it happen, sir. And, uh, an, and, an, and we got our NHL preview and our NBA preview coming up. Hey, man, the Knicks. Dude, those, did, you, did you hear those Eddie? Will, our NHL and NA, NBA previews, by the way, will be combined into one podcast Yes, and probably be under 20 minutes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Eddie, uh, is she Eddie, Eddie Curry's hurt? Yes, he's not making the trip to Italy with his hamstring injury. I'm very wow. excited. I actually just watched a special. They were uh, NBA TV was live at the Knicks training camp. They had Stoudemire and D'Antoni uh, mic'd up. So it's really. Uh, I, I I'm, very, say, I'm very excited to see their preseason game against Armani Jeans. It's just. <laughs> did you play in softball when you're a Thatcher and Prophet? <laughs> no, that was uh, that was the uh, Dolce and Cabana man. Oh, my bad, my bad. Uh, yeah, I, I just think it's 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 just really. Gutless and heartless that he's not going to go and play with them. That's what are you going to do? He's going to collect his sixteen million and move on with his life. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, with that being said, be sure to look for more NY Balls podcasts in the upcoming weeks. Sexy.